Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss Melvin Ingram signing with the Dolphins. But first, Joe, since we last talked, the NFL schedule was released. Any games on the Chiefs schedule really strike you as intriguing or noteworthy? How about the first date, Jeff? (laughs) Like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that we have to open the season with, you know, eight teams that finished 2021 with a winning record. That's daunting, you know, because it's, it's, it's playing into the, to to the exact thing that we said um, about the whole AFC West in general is that, and and it's playing into my fears of what's going to happen with the AFC West is that we're going to come limping into playoffs as a conference, you know, uh, I'm sorry, not as a conference, as a division, mm-hmm. um, you know, the AFC West is going to come, you know, rolling into playoff time with everybody beating the heck out of each other. Right. I mean, we're, it's going to be hands down the most competitive division, I believe in the NFL. I, I, I'm not just saying I'm not being a chiefs Homer or an AFC West Homer. I really do believe it's going to be the most competitive division in all football pound for pound up and down, you know, the division and with what those teams have all done in the off season and the moves that they've made again, back to the original point, you know, this tough part of the first half of the Chiefs' schedule, these first eight games coupled with the fact of what this AFC West division is going to do each other. It worries me that somebody from the AFC West might not get the buy, um, you know, and that's going to have to go to somebody else. Um, that, you know, doesn't have a tougher schedule or a tougher division. And you hate that, right? I mean, you want the best, you want the best to get, you know, you want, well, first of all, you want the best to play the best. I get that. But you also want the best team to have the best opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Mm. And, you know, listen, it's 17 game schedule, injuries, all the stuff, lack of depth that teams have now due to the salary cap. I mean, it's the best division might not have the best shot at getting to the Super Bowl because they are literally going to be in a slugfest for, for 17 or 18 weeks, if you include the bye week. So it should be interesting. I, I mean, of course, now going back to your original question, I, I went off on a little diatribe there about how I feel about the Chiefs opening schedule. I think a lot of people are going to be circling the bucks, right? Because they Brady coming out of retirement. What's he have up his sleeve? You know, what have they done? Um, Super Bowl 50. Uh, for rematch I mean yeah I mean that's it that's a marquee matchup the bills right week you know week six right having to go against the bills um you know I, I think those are two two games besides the conference games right or, or besides the division games right the chargers and the raiders I I think a lot of people mentally are going to circle the bucks game at, at, at Tampa right because they're going to be on the road two weeks in a row they're going to go to they're going to Indianapolis, which I know is the team that scares you and always has for the last yeah, three years. I, I always that week team. three. I I was thinking about that. I I they because they start out at Cardinals, Chargers. I think they start out two and zero. Oh, week three, a lot of time to go before that game is played. But that yeah, that's a, a scary opponent. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. And then you know, two weeks in a row on the road with two really good teams. And I like I said before, I know not to repeat myself, but I know the Colts have always scared you, and they have. 
uh, you know, the Bucks, and then, you know, the Raiders and the Bills. And I think that Bills game is one that everybody's going to have on their thing. Of course, how can you not circle week 13 against the Bengals, right? That's huge. Another great rematch. Uh, you know, another great rematch. Um, I just think this is a really tough schedule. <laughs> yeah. I, Right. I mean, I am really, really, uh, you know, I mean, look, is it going to be fun to watch and beat all these teams? Absolutely. But it's also going to be really scary, you know, week in and week out. It's it's the NFL. And as you know, any given Sunday, it's going to be a really interesting uh, and challenging year. So Andy's going to have his work cut out for him for sure. To piggyback on what you said about that opening tough slate, week one at Cardinals, week two Chargers, week three at Colts. Week four at Buccaneers, week five Raiders, week six Bills, week seven at 49ers, week nine at the Titans, the week eight is the bye. So the Chiefs are the first team in NFL history to start the season with eight straight games against teams that had a winning record in the previous season. So just wow. like you said, yeah. I didn't know. Sports, so. uh, Jeff, I didn't know that. I, I just I just knew that it was the that they the first eight games were against winning. I didn't realize they were the first in NFL yeah. history right. to do that. Like that's so you're that's talking amazing. like a historically tough schedule. Now, hey, injuries can happen, you know, it, it sure. might not be the but I, I do think like looking at this, like listen, the, we, we know the Chiefs are gonna be a playoff team, just barring something completely unexpected, a lot of injuries, something like that. Yeah, goes down, but th- this might be a year. It's it's crazy to think that Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game as a starter. Isn't that nuts? All his games at home. This this might be a year that the Chiefs have to go on the road in the playoffs. You know, I, I, again, but back to my original comment. I, the whole AFC West whole AFC might West have to go on the road, yeah. and which is going to be, uh, you know, it's a shame in some ways. It's a it's great that we have a, com- a competitive division, but it's a shame that you know, they're going to, they're going to have to play each other. That's the, that's the pluses and minuses of being in, in a competitive division. How do you feel about the bye? How do you feel about the placement of the bye week? Would you have liked to have seen it a little later? Or- Pro- probably a little bit later, but like, it really is a half, you know, about a half late. Yeah. So it's not bad. You, you'd probably want it a little bit later, but like, as long as it's not, you know, yeah. four or five, I, Joe, what, what is your, you know, yeah, player's perspective of definitely, I'm definitely a a later in the season by person, because I think it's just, it's a long season and there's a lot of injuries that accumulate and a lot of dings and, you know, minor things that players, you know, start to nag them towards the, you know, toward as the season progresses, especially with the fact that they've got such a tough, a tough uh, row to hoe here in the first uh, half of the season with this, historically difficult schedule maybe maybe a week four or five might have been a decent buy yeah that's right just to give them a break um after especially after being on the road for you know those first uh three out of four weeks right i mean three road games right cardinals home back for the chargers and then indian and and the bucks might have been nice to maybe get a little buy there before they they come back and play the raiders if they had one of those week four or five buys but i'm a mid i'm a mid to later in the season buy person i think mm-hmm. you know because as things start to accumulate uh as throughout the course of the season maybe one or two more two more weeks later might have been totally optimal but at least it's mid mid-season and it's you know it's okay it's okay placed right it's not perfect but it's definitely placed, uh, you know, to their benefit to being in the middle of the season. And, you know, it's bye weeks with this 17 week schedule. It's it's I think the bye week's going to get more and more important. And, you know, hey, listen, if, if the NFL wants to put out a really competitive product, I don't even know how they would do it. I'm not a schedule guru. 
but you know, maybe they start looking at a two by weeks right. uh, schedule, you know, if they're going to go, especially if they go to 18 games um, at some point, um, you know, and start eliminating some of these preseason games, for, which is getting ridiculous. I, I think, Joe, I, I really think you're on to something. I think eventually, right now we have three preseason games. I think we're going to have two preseason, preseason games, 18 regular season games, and two buys. I think you, you really – I think that would be, be on the head. a fantastic schedule. Like that, how much fun for football fans to get right. 18 NFL games with a couple of bye weeks, get your team some rest, you know, try to, you know, as best you can place that buy somewhere week four or five and then get a nice deep late in the season buy, you know, get, get your – your team's ready for the playoffs. Like that would be sweet. Like to and see just that odd number. I, I don't like having the odd number to, of, you know, um, road home games. It just, you know, doesn't seem quite as fair. Yeah. I guess. And, and unless somebody ties, you'll never have another 500 team ever. Right. 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 <laughs> so, you know um, it, yeah. So it's, I, I, I think the schedule is chock full of great games. Um, there's not a patsy, in this group, I mean, just going up and down, like who, like who, who, who are the Chiefs going to play that you know isn't going to be a game? Like I, I really, I mean, the, the Titans, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 they're, you know, they're solid. I mean, the Texans. I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, the, I'm, the Texans. I mean, I, I, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't pick a team on this on this schedule that I'm like. Jacksonville made some improvements, right? And, yeah, you would think the 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 Texans, the Jaguars, Seahawks should be yeah. pretty pretty is as much you know every game is tough in the NFL. Joe, you you did a great job of highlighting some of the most intriguing games: the rematch against the Bills, the Greek from the great playoff game of last year, the Super Bowl rematch, and Brady versus uh, Mahomes for the Bucks game. You also mentioned the Bengals, you know, the AFC Championship game rematch. I'm most intrigued by the games in week 11 through week um, week uh, 13. First of all, it's kind of a scheduling oddity. In week 11, they play at the Los Angeles Chargers. And then week 12, they host another Los Angeles teams at Arrowhead, the Rams. Kind of funny that they have two LA teams back-to-back. But it's was really curious. So they have week 12 against the Rams and then week 13 at the Bengals. The two Super Bowl teams back-to-back. Kind of, How kind, kind of crazy. That's awesome, Jeff. I can't even believe I, I don't know, I don't know how I missed the uh, the Rams, the Super Bowl champions. I'm like, wow, how did I miss that? I'm like, that's 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 incredible. That's really, you're right. I, I, totally I actually, I have that. to uh, tip of the hat to. I think I saw it on the Ringer. Like, I actually, this, I wasn't, I didn't notice that as well until they pointed it out. I think there was an article on the Ringer that said that. Wow, well, champs for crying out loud! Like that's nuts. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be very wild, and uh, we're gonna have more on Chiefs' doings, especially the Melvin Ingram signing. But first, our partners at Bet Online to continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Joe, kind of an interesting uh, 
signing here. Um, I, I had, you know, they, the Chiefs had put um, a, a tender on Melvin Ingram uh, where they would have had to pay him a little bit over $4 million. I really thought they were going to re-sign him. He ends up with Dolphins, which is an interesting team. They also, they signed, obviously, Tyreek Hill, and they also have playing, you know, kind of the same position as Ingram. They might, Ingram might spell him a little bit. Uh, Emmanuel Agua, who's had a really nice, a former Chiefs player who the Dolphins signed as a, has been really good there. Joe, this is a, a really interesting signing and, and could be a, you know, an area that chiefs need to address or a potential weakness. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're probably putting a lot of uh, stock in Karloftis, right. As right. their, as their first round draft pick uh, edge rusher. But, you know, as, as you and I were, were talking uh, before we started recording, you know, Brett Feach probably has something up his sleeve. I was thinking I, I'm going to, say something crazy here and unless something's changed since i i last read the news jadavion Clowney. yeah right i mean I he's definitely too, one so. of the top free agents that's mm-hmm. still left um and could be maybe the the person that they have up their sleeve as, as something to do with i mean um as far as i guess he would be the best edge rusher out there at least in, in my opinion from you know from the free agent perspective um, so we'll, we'll be really interesting to see, you know, if that, if that comes to fruition, because like you said, you never know what Andy and Brett might, might have up their sleeve, um, to see if, uh, if it's something that, that could be, uh, you know, a little trick that they have to bring some depth and somebody who, you know, how the chiefs are, you know, um, they're, they're, they're one of those, uh, one of those folks that are one of those teams that just, they, they get players who've had a little bit of a troubled past and and the, the culture of the team right starting with the hunt family and all the way through the coaching staff like they just have a an ability to to manage that um so maybe you know joe that's a that's a, a great point a guy was thinking the same thing that clowning might be a guy on the radar as you said brad Veach always has something up his sleeve but i as it stands now i am concerned i mean not only was ingram how how much how big a key was he um last year that you know when after his first game with the Chiefs on November 7th Kansas City won eight of their nine regular season games and the defense went a stretch five straight games allowing 14 or fewer points and he allowed Chris Jones uh to move back to his more natural defensive tackle position probably the best player on the Chiefs defense and, and look we're both very high on George Karloftis I think he's a day one starter uh but you know they need more depth behind him the Chiefs finished fourth worst in the NFL with 31 sacks last year. And Frank Clark had just four and a half sacks last year. He's had injuries, um, some trouble staying healthy. So, you know, this, I am concerned about this for sure. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a, a, a spot that we're going to need to take a look at. And I think in our, you know, of course, in our last pod, we talked a lot about wide receiver as being somewhere where we're going to see some battles uh, happening as a, as a, we'll call it a position of interest this off season um, as it progresses into the preseason and the regular season. You're right, Jeff. I, I think defensive end uh, now, especially with Ingram, not staying to provide what would have been the depth if assuming that Karloff, this is the day one starter on the edge that, you know, what are they going to do to, to solidify the pass rush? Right. Um, and we know how important an edge rusher is. Go back to 
my days with Kansas City and how yeah. important, you know, Neil Smith and Derek Thomas were as a tandem coming off the edge. Um, and, you know, what a, a dynamic duo they were. I think back to like Reggie White and Clyde Simmons. If you go back to the to the late 80s, early 90s with the Eagles, um, there's always been, you know, uh, the ability to have multiple rushers come off the edge really does put the pressure, no pun intended, on the quarterback. Um, but, you know, and, and the ability to, you know, force uh, quarterbacks to get the ball out quickly and, and to, you know, provide that sustained rush, you know, and, and give your, your coverage folks a chance to, to really uh, – it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's probably now, now that this happened, I think it's the next position of interest that we need to see um, develop over the course of this off season and into the preseason and what the chiefs do to solidify it. It's, it's going to, it's going to be big for this defense and we can't afford to, we can't afford to have those kind of, if we're going to be back to the Super Bowl, we can't afford to have those kind of stats from a, from pressures and the sack totally. perspective. You got, you got to take advantage of that arrowhead crowd. And, you know, they do have some other, Mike Dan is a nice player. I think you want him more as like a rotation guy than, than as a starter. He, when Frank Clark was hurt, he, you know, he started, last year and and showed some flashes but again you don't want him to be the main guy uh Trishon Wharton is is really listed as a defensive tackle but he's a guy who's a little bit smaller under 280 can can apply some pressures they have other options but Joe I I really think I I'm curious if you agree on this I think in this day and age in the modern NFL where it's all about the passing game I think the most important position is quarterback or the most important part of the game is quarterback passing. And the second probably most important is edge rusher getting to the quarterback. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, just think about it. Like, forget my opinion. Uh, think about just from like watching the NFL draft coverage this year. Yeah. Right. Or the fact that now it's become like a position like Derek Thomas was a linebacker. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, you know, that's what he was. I mean, Derek could play the run. He could pass rush. He could cover, he could cover in the flat. He was, he was definitely great in, in sort of that, that hook curl zone that, you know, you call it uh, from a drop back perspective. Um, it's a position now, like just that alone tells you people smarter than me are telling you this is an important part of the game. Yeah. You know, um, as quarterbacks get more adept at, you know, run pass options as they get more adept at reading defenses, getting the ball out quickly, the speed of the, of the receivers, they get, they're getting faster. Yeah. Getting to the quarterback now and getting to the quarterback quickly with, you know, with a, you know, it's one thing to get to the quarterback quickly. It's, it's another thing to get to them and actually be in the right position. Um, it's actually become a thing. And who would have thought, right. If a player like me, you never would have thought that that was going to become like a position mm-hmm. um, that, that, that was actually like recruited for in college or, or was like drafted for in the NFL. Um, and, and, and they had that kind of specialization to where, you know, you may not even, that player may not even play 50, 60% of the plays um, in the game because they're going to bring them in, in those special situations. So yeah, really, really definitely up there, Jeff, as far as, um, you know, the, 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 we'll call it the power ranking of positions, you know, quarterback, edge rusher, left tackle, right. I'm always going to give our linemen some dap there, throw <laughs> them that's in there. True, that's true. Um, you know, but it's definitely up there as a, as a, a high ranking power position in this new era of football of quick passing game, you know, 
speedy receivers and, you know, playbooks that are as, uh, you know, thick as uh, war and peace. <laughs> you know, during the uh, rookie camp, uh, the Chiefs coaches actually had to tell George Karloff to, to kind of slow down. He was going like 100 miles per hour, you know, for every drill when it's not, you know, there's not a lot of context. It's really just like learning kind of the playbook type of deal. Um, so that that that's a the, uh, an auspicious debut, to say the least. You know, it's only rookie camp, not even mini camp or training camp. Um, so a, a lot to be seen. But, Joe, I'm pretty comfortable with, George Karloftis is a day one starter. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. Well, he's well, number one, he's, he's going to have to be um, <laughs> right. at this point. I think, I think we pretty much, uh, you know, we pretty much said, okay, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, something that we, um, we need to, uh, you know, we need to address. Um, but yeah, he's, he's gotta be, he's, he's going to be the day one star. And, and look, he's, he, they drafted him for that, right. They, they got him in the, in the spot that they needed to, to get him in um lucky we he didn't he wasn't he was still on the board and he didn't come off the board sooner and uh I really think that uh you know it's pretty cool that he um you know that he's uh you know got the motor like you said that's a great story that you know they had to tell him to slow down that's what we want that's what you want at that position you want somebody with a motor like a Bosa you know you want somebody who has that motor just never going to stop and just give left and right tackles fits um, some, you know, during, um, one of the draft experts or, or more than one, this is something that came up. I thought had a great comp for him, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, that like a very, you know, a high motor relentless edge rusher. Also, you know, they both went to Purdue, which makes it kind of a, uh, you know, a convenient comparison, but I, I think he could be that, yeah. that kind of player. Yeah, it's good. Good. You know, great, great comparison that, 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 they, that they can make that kind of comparison. Right. I mean, that's that's a great one, a great one to have. And they can pull out some depth because it's going to be, uh, you know, the last thing you want is, is is a rookie in there that, you know, gets dinged up or he, he, he gets tired or, or whatever it might be. And next thing you know, we're going to be we're going to be in, in big trouble if, uh, you know, if we don't have somebody to contain some of these quarterbacks. Totally. You need so many guys to be able to rush the passer. And also, Joe, you know, part of the reason they drafted Karloftis was not only to start right now and play right now, but for the future. Um, you know, Frank Clark um, is going to be 29. So he's, you know, kind of uh, and also his contract structured where there's there's a potential out after this year. And he he's been he had a great playoff run on the way to the Super Bowl, but he's been a bit disappointed, certainly last year. And he's had moments where he's you know, just been banged up and stuff. So, you know, he has an out where they could just have only like 9 million in, in dead cap money after, after the season. So, you know, he, Karloftis is probably going to start opposite Clark. He could eventually replace him. And so really they're going to need some defensive uh, ends in the pop pipeline. Yeah, definitely. So maybe it is, maybe it's Jadavion, you know, who knows? That'll, that's our little, our little uh, side bet that we'll have, right. Uh, with our listeners <laughs> is, online. Yeah. It's uh, is, 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 is Jadavion Clowney, you know, the player that ends up, you know, ends up a chief. I mean, we all know that he can play. I mean, we all know that it's just a matter of maybe getting him in the right, getting him in the right program, you know, mm-hmm. getting him in the right, in the right scheme. And, um, you know, the Chiefs are going to have some excess, you know, cap money, hopefully, to throw it up. And I, I know that Brett Veach is so good about kind of monitoring the, the trade market and also um, guys who get released. Like, there will be adding somebody, whether it's 
a clowny. Daniil Hunter from the Vikings, who used to be really good before injuries slowed him, was a guy that was rumored to be kind of on the block. I think the Vikings are going to end up keeping him, but I'm sure uh, Brett Veach is working the phones. If, if you are correct, Joe, and, and Clowney ending up with the Chiefs, do you think he'd be a good fit? I mean, I think scheme-wise, I mm-hmm. think he's a great fit. I think he's, you know, he's he's somebody that they could absolutely, you know, build the playbook around, which we know, you know, we've talked about that before, not to take the easy way out of, of the question, but, you know, we've talked about this many, many times with Coach Spag that, that they both fit the playbooks around their players. And, and I think if, if there was any coach in the NFL that we've seen take players, you know, coach bags and coach B enemy or player or coaches that can do that. And mm-hmm. I, and I think if, if Clowney could come in and they could, you know, have that sit down, he can sit down with Andy Reed and say, look, Jadavion, this is the role that you're going to play. This is where we need you, right? You're, you're on the sidelines right now, right? You're still uh, an unsigned free agent. Um, you come to this organization, you're going to play in the best division in football. You're going to have an opportunity to just as good as any other team getting back to the Super Bowl. Come on and, and, and join us and, and be a part of this thing. And I, and I think that could be it could be a turnaround in his career. Right. It could you know, it could be 29, I think. So it's not like he's uh, over the hill. Right. I mean, he's 29 years old. He's he's. Same age as Frank Clark, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of football left in him. I mean, this isn't like he's a you know thirty seven year old you know wily old vet. I mean, it's just um, we just gotta keep, we just gotta keep him from playing up and down, you know. And I I don't know is it injury? I don't know. I mean, part, part of his injuries and he's been a good player. It's weird. He never was a great sacker, uh, which is is kind of weird to say. But he could he would make tackles for losses and, and make big plays just. Not so much the sacks, but Joe, you, you outlined a heck of a pitch for him. And, you, you know, former number one overall pick. Those guys aren't just always around like this. No, definitely. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.